welcome. Hello, everyone. We get to record another day. We do. <laughs> and as the time that you're listening to this, I will be in the sky. And she will be coming to me. No, I'll be leaving. Shit. <laughs> this comes out on Tuesdays. I'm. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'll be leaving you. So she'll be away from me both at the time of recording and at the time of publication. It's true. But you'll have it's seen... It's fine. I'm alone. You'll have seen uh, fun, interesting things that we did on our trip. Yeah, and we're doing cute new stuff. Yeah. It'll be uh, on the Instagram. So go check that out. On the sosh. On the sosh. But in preparation for that time... We're recording today, and what are we talking about today? Um, well, we're talking about a little cute lady named Lorena Bobbitt, and Ooh. for those who don't know her, you def know her story. Yes. Um, I was, I was but a gleam in my parents' eye when this happened, and I Way still know about the, it. The 90s? The 90s. You were not a gleam, I don't believe. I, I was... believe. I believe you were just, just past gleamhood. And I'll see you when I'll see when you start throwing down dates. Yes. All right. Well, then should we just let's just get into it. I'll just as as Lorena would say, chop chop. Oh god. Anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, so Lorena Bobbitt was born Lorena Gallo on October 31st, 1970. Great birthday. Awesome birthday. Like, Perfect birthday. Especially, like, indicative of what was to come. Very sinister. There Great. was a girl in my high school that had a birthday on Halloween. I was always so jealous of her. Yeah, I knew a girl, and she she was born on... I think she was born on Halloween, or she said she was. I don't really remember what the deal was. But I was always really jealous, and I was like, come on, man. Greatest like, birthday. Just the best birthday. Anyway. But, um, yeah, so she was born in Ecuador in... Bukai, Ecuador. Okay. And um, th- then she was raised in Venezuela for, like, her formative years. Mm-hmm. And after seeing a bunch of, like, and everybody kind of hears this story, like, she saw a bunch of, like, American TV shows and American movies and just a lot of depictions of American life in cinema in various forms. Um, she developed a dream of moving to America as she was growing up. Mm-hmm. And in 1987, that dream became a reality when she came to the U.S. on a student visa and enrolled in Northern Virginia Community College. Hmm. Um, yeah, so she was a she was a girl with a dream, and um, she was working as a manicurist at the salon of a local businesswoman named Jaina Bisuti. Bisuti, okay. and um, then she would she would like go out and she would do like cute young collegiate things and that included going to a dance hall near the u.s marine corps base at quantico and that's where she met lance corporal john wayne bobbitt who was originally from niagara falls new york Ooh, that's a cool place you think of that place and you're like do people actually live there and apparently apparently they do yes and it's not just underneath the falls it's it's not just a thing that like people ride around in barrels and put yeah. one foot in Canada and one foot in the US. No, 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 it is much more than that. It is the home of it's John a whole Wayne place. Bobbitt. It is an entire place. Yeah. Um but yeah, so John Wayne 
Bobbitt was born in, not to be confused with John Wayne Gacy, was born in Niagara Falls. Or John Wayne the Cowboy. Or John, or just John Wayne. <laughs> he he played a lot of them, so I feel like he's a, he's an honorary cowboy. It's like when sure. actors get like honorary doctorate degrees, but they yep. didn't actually do it. So he's he's got his cowboy degree. Okay. Um, but so Lorena later said of the two meeting, I thought John was very handsome, blue eyes, a man in uniform. You know, he was almost like a symbol, a marine fighting for the country. I believed in this beautiful country. I was swept off my feet. I wanted my American dream. Meanwhile, mm. John was quoted as saying, Lorena was pretty, she was innocent, she was real, real sweet. Okay. So just similar, but John but not is clearly... As, yeah, not as poetic. Yes, John is, John is clearly <laughs> not watching all of these American movies and TV shows growing up. No. Um, but nevertheless, on June 18th, 1989, the two got married. And while it was, they, they they were very in love at first, obviously, if they were willing to, like, get married and, you know, like, do that. Do the whole thing. <laughs> do, do the whole shebang. Uh-huh. But um, their marriage wasn't happy for too long, and the two became extremely volatile with one another. Mm. Um, Lorena said that John was physically, sexually, and emotionally abusive, and she claimed that he allegedly beat her, forced her to have anal sex, threatened to have her deported, and forced her to have an abortion. Ooh, that's um, none of those are fun all things. very decidedly not cute things. No, um, that, and yeah, John, those are those are probably the top of the list of not cute. Yeah, <laughs> one might even say the least cute. Completely um, not chill. Yes, yes. On on a scale from chill to not chill, I would say not chill. Yeah. Um, but John, however, denied these allegations and said that their problems stemmed from Lorena's greed. Uh, Lorena was a good wife a lot of the time, said John, but she was obsessed with having her American dream, her American dream, her American dream. She said mm-hmm. it all the time. Jana Basuti had a big house, a cabin cruiser, a Mercedes. I, I don't really know what a cabin cruiser is, but... Is it like a, like an RV, Maybe. That it could be, it could be, um, but so and then John went on to say Lorena wanted these things. She just wanted too much too fast. Hmm. So in 1991, John was discharged from the Marines and had trouble finding a job. So Lorena became the main breadwinner, which I think also, especially like nowadays, that's not that big of a deal. But to no. her and to him, it was, and that put a strain on their marriage. As well, because John was kind of just sitting at home all day and Lorena was out like trying to making money and trying to get that American dream. And what she thought things would be was fizzling very quickly. I feel like regardless of the time period, with just one person in the household working, things can get kind of contentious because you could say to the person that's home all the time, like, oh, you don't go out and work and i'm the one making all the money and i'm the one doing everything and then the person who's sitting at home is like it's i can't find a job like you're so lucky you have a job and all that right bullshit exactly i i can understand regardless of the situation it's it's worse if it's unplanned yeah yeah like i knew i knew a girl in elementary school and her, her mother was... I don't remember what her mother did. Her mom was, like, some big corporate executive, though. Like, she was super busy all the time and was, like, a cool role model to have mm-hmm. for, like, a working woman. And her dad was a stay-at-home dad. 
and it's fine if you're planning to be a stay-at-home parent. Exactly. But if you all of a sudden get discharged from the army or you lose your yeah. job or whatever, then it's kind of rough. Yeah. But, um... And, and also, just one more thing, like, her dad was a room mom, and I was always so jealous, because he was really cool. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> he was super cool. He was Australian, and I don't remember whatever happened to them, but, like, they, they were just really cool. Um, but so, yeah. So, around this time, understandably, their fights escalated, and both of them would call 911 on each other, like, it wasn't just one guilty party or so it seemed based on the 911 calls previously yeah but um then lorena was caught embezzling seven thousand two hundred dollars from her boss and she claimed that she only stole the money out of desperation because she was in charge of supporting both herself and her husband but you're embezzling just seven thousand dollars like isn't it go big or go home if i was gonna embezzle money (laughs) that's what i was wondering so then i was like well then if that's the, like, if that would make her story almost true, though, then, wouldn't it? I guess, maybe. Because she's like, I just need this money to support myself and my husband for this month or whatever it was. Yeah. So, regardless. Or maybe that was a typo from where I got it, but I I read $7,200. I wrote $7,200. It was also the early 90s, so maybe... With inflation, true, it'd be true. a little bit more. Somebody, somebody, tip tap it out and let us know what the inflation rate was from 1991 to now. That's that's over that's 25 years ago. Yeah, that's almost tw- that's almost 30 years ago. That yeah, my sister was because born in 91. I was gonna say because I'm almost 30, so therefore it was almost 30 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I do math. Um, yeah, it, it all revolves around me, math, everything. But, um, so she said that it was to support her family and that she was just desperate. And the couple's house ended up going into foreclosure. The two of them broke up and all of that would have been well and good and fine. But they ended up reconciling a year later. Mm. But once again, the feelings of love and of like starting fresh and everything didn't last. And after five years of marriage, John and Lorena separated again. And on the night of June 23rd, 1993, John returned to their apartment in Manassas, Virginia, which was a small town about 30 miles west of Washington, D.C. I have a friend that lives there. No way! Yeah. Hi! Hi, Christina. Hi, Christina. <laughs> that's, so fu- that's so funny. Right? It but, seems like, like, like a little tiny town. I've never heard of it before she moved there. And then Ask her if again. she knew the Bobbits. <laughs> I don't think she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, she definitely doesn't now. Um, but he came home with his friend, Robert Johnston, after the two had been out, they went, they went out drinking and they went to a Denny's as you do, or an IHOP or something like that. I mean, and then Virginia. they came home. It is Virginia. Um, but sorry, Virginia. <laughs> um, it's all right. I passed so many Denny's when I was in Virginia. <laughs> it, you know, and when I was driving cross or when Michael was driving and I was co-piloting cross country, um, one thing that one of my uncles said to me was be prepared for a lot of Denny's. And I thought he meant like that we were going to be eating at a lot of Denny's. And I was like, no, no see like them. we've got money. Yeah. They're just, they're just fucking everywhere. They're, they're like there. a plague. They're yeah. like a plague. Denny's. So obviously us. they were at a Denny's. Yes. Um, that be- so it's been confirmed. No facts needed. They were at a Denny's. Okay. Um, and so they came home and Johnston went to go sleep in the living room. How you, how a friend who stays over typically does 
And John Bobbitt went into the bedroom where Lorena was asleep. And at this time, Lorena claimed that John allegedly raped her before falling asleep himself. Oh. Uh, yeah, not again, not cute. No. Nope. Add that to the list of not cute things. Um, and she went to the kitchen for a glass of water afterwards, saw a knife in the kitchen. And between 3.30 and 4.30 a.m., 24-year-old Lorena Bobbitt grabbed John's penis um, he believed she was attempting to administer a hand job. Later <laughs> administer. saying. <laughs> administer. administer. Very clinical of you. Thank you. I, I, oh, it gets better because I was like, I wrote, she grabbed John's penis. Like I wrote and rewrote it like multiple times. Cause I was like, penis sounds too like medical examinery, but also what am I going to say? She grabbed his schlong and she just kind of. Yeah. his ween. Just and then, wait, Caitlin, what did, what did she do? What could she oh. possibly have done besides well, administer a hand job? Well, first of all, John later said, I thought she was trying to get me hard again. I felt that that was a crucial quote to put into this. Um, Just like a man. Yep. But instead, she cut off his dick. She lobbed off his... Schlong. Schlong. <laughs> That's the only ones we can think of. It's the most technical word I can think now, of. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I had heard this story multiple times. Yeah, it's I think we all have. It's like on paper. We'll get into that. It's like a running joke. On paper, it's funny. On, on paper, paper, it's it, funny. I actually read, I didn't get too much into it in this. I read like a, an article that took me way longer to read than it should have about like why comedians found so much success with this because every comedian out there was like well and that was that was it and it also had all of the basic components like and she chopped off his dick and she did other things with the dick which we'll get into and it was like like there were just too many like in comedy you'll hear like the yes and trope all the time and it was very much like she yes ended this entire situation she yes ended the entire situation but uh yeah so Yes. All right. On paper. Fine. Yes. And see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Recently, um, I'm sure you'll get into the pop culture side at the end, but there's been some uh, new documentary series, something um, oh, girl, regarding the ser- regarding this case. We, we don't get there, girl. Hush. Yeah. So people have been posting about this recently, this case, and I accidentally Um, not on purpose i I wasn't searching it (laughs) i told caitlin this the other day because i knew she was researching this and i I blocked it out i saw a crime scene photo not a crime scene photo it was a photo like from the courtroom of the dismembered wiener okay it is not i'm gonna add that to list of not cute it's not cute well penises in general are not, not very cute. cute not cute but once but you have also, like a penis that has since lost its owner very not cute and she didn't do a real good samurai slice i i'm I gonna didn't, say that she didn't, didn't do it in research one swipe. that i didn't research that so i do uh, not know yet. well i can tell by the photo that i saw for longer than i wanted to look at it <laughs> um it did not look like a clean swipe well, she must have actually, hacked at it for a minute. That actually makes sense, given this is like the perfect segue. Like, Haley did not set me up for this. Ah. The, next, the next thing I have in my notes is it makes sense because she said, I, want, I didn't want to teach him a lesson. Um, 
no, it was survival, life and death. I was fearing for my life. So she quite literally just like grabbed it and was like, let's get out of here. And then just kind of, well, she didn't just kind of. She, according to John, the sex was consensual. We're going to start there. He said, Mm -hmm. I was leaving her for good, John said. It was what my mom said. If she couldn't have me, no one could. And there was the green card, too. That didn't come to my mind at the time, but it's obvious. You have to be married to an American citizen for five years to get one, and we'd only Uh been married for four. It was like they had been married just under five years at that point. Yeah, but that's fucked up. Why would you do that to her? Like you, you uh, were obviously in love at some point. Like he let her is not get her the green best card, dude. Like, yeah, I know. We're we're gonna get into that, but he's just not. <sighs> Whatever. Like All he's right. like he's like he's just not. Like we'll like, get into everything... this. Everybody knows the story. Nobody knows what happened after. Happily yeah. chopped after. So uh, I know a couple of details because I have done like a very, very surface level research into this case because again, wieners are funny. But um <laughs> Why see, are we talking about this? Because wieners are funny. If everything she is saying is true, he totally deserved it. Like she could have like oh, yeah. slid his throat, but she oh, slid 100%. his wiener. I so, think uh, and we'll get into whether or not we think that she was guilty. Like we can talk about that after I talk but about I the trial. But I also understand. Yeah, I understand where what he said because she has said, like you quoted her saying that she wanted her American dream. Well, I can see her well, wanting it so bad that she she's forcing somebody else. <laughs> yeah, she said things after too that were very much like. Granted, I'm I've never been a victim, so mm-hmm. I can't really say whether or not I thought what she said was in line with what a victim would say but certain things were just not very like it was almost like she maybe she was blocking it out but it it just didn't seem like she took the situation too seriously and did you say she was like 20 something at the time she was 24 he was 26 that's crazy yeah so she was 20 when they got married that's nuts um like 20 like again this was like right before their anniversary they got if married in 1993. If you can't drink they got married in 1989. It was like right after their anniversary because they got married June 18th, 1989, and they got divorced on June 23rd, 1993. So they were going to be, they were into starting up on their fifth year of marriage. Does that make sense? Yeah. They had finished, not, they had finished round four. They were on to round five. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it was, Yeah. Yeah, she was a baby. He was a baby, too, for what it's worth. Yeah, both but of them. He was just, like, and that's another thing, because, like, come on. Like, you're children. You're babies. Yeah. Anyway, so she chops yes, off the wiener. after that. Uh, she, so she ch- what do you do? Well, it's funny you should ask, Kaylee. Um, Lorena immediately left the scene. I'm assuming you meant what do you do with Lorena's shoes, having this, like, disembodied penis now <laughs> in mean, your hand? I want to um, hear both. All right. Well, we'll hear, we'll we'll hear both. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your pretty little head. Um, Lorena immediately left the scene, penis in hand. Although, <laughs> stop. Um, you you make me laugh, and then this 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 is the end of the episode. Um, so she leaves, penis in hand. Although not before stopping, according to John to Robert Johnston, to steal one hundred dollars and his Nintendo Game Boy. Um. Uh-huh. I she love gets, this woman. She gets into her 1991 Mercury Capri and 
flings the penis out the window while driving, where it lands in a field across from a 7-Eleven. You know there's, like, statues of, like, Confederate generals and stuff? Why isn't there a statue of this woman? <laughs> Guys, we're gonna, we're gonna put a new goal on Patreon. And face of feminism. Face of feminism. We're gonna put a new goal on Patreon, and if you want to donate... All right, so I guess it's a, a tier, not really a goal. If you want to donate, let's say, like, $5,000 for a statue to Lorena Bobbitt, we will do that. We will do it, yeah. and we will make sure that it says that you paid for that statue. Yep. Um, just just a thought, just a thought. Um, so, yeah, so then she fled to her boss, Jana Basuti's house. Again, the woman that she stole from. And uh-huh. her boss... Called the police and gave the gave the pe- the penises rough coordinates to the police. <laughs> <laughs> this was so much less funny before I had to say any of this to you. Um, <laughs> so then officers recovered the projectile penis and wiener. the wiener and brought it to Prince William Hospital, where Johnston had taken John a short time before. Not Prince Albert Hospital. <laughs> I'm elbowing you right now, but you're far away. I want a divorce. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's taken us maybe ten minutes to get through this one thing. I just um, need to, I need every detail. Oh, you're getting every detail. So Paul Erickson, who is John's media advisor, said, quote, The last instructions the medical team gave the police were... If you find his missing member, put it on ice and rush it to the hospital. I was told later by a charge nurse that after the police found it, I'm okay. Who is the lucky person to find that? I don't know, but here it goes. They went a over to the 7-Eleven. A needle in a literal haystack. You're, no, you're missing. You're missing. It was not a needle, that's for sure. They went over to the 7-Eleven and filled a big bite hot dog box with ice that became the carrier. I I saw the picture. I can tell you it's not a big bite. <laughs> i just i just like that they were like all right well let's not bring a cooler on the scene or anything no let's go across the street to 7-eleven let's get like, a little... we're not gonna need a cooler <laughs> so yes so it was reattached by dr james sen who was a urologist and dr david berman a plastic surgeon in a nine and a half hour operation so like wow. yeah damn and according to police reports, Lorena pleaded self-defense, saying that John had continuously raped her. John adamantly denied the accusations. Uh, so CNN aired Lorena's trial in its entirety. And when coverage was interrupted to show President Clinton's press conference on Ukraine's missile... Blah, blah, blah. I cannot speak today. Um, I can't speak any day. Um, this just... I just realized that. Um... When coverage was interrupted to show President Clinton's press conference on Ukraine's nuclear disarmament, the switchboard lit up with calls from irate viewers who did not want to miss a single second of the proceedings. I want to see the wiener woman! Quite literally, it was like Jerry Springer on crack. I bet. People were upset. Like, you think people were obsessed with Jody Arias or Scott Peterson? Like, this was... People were tuning into this. This was like the most 
ridiculous oj simpson trial that yeah. ever could like just absolutely people people thought it was the funniest thing in the world and why wieners are funny well it wasn't just that though because they also they didn't want to miss like literally there was just like a bunch of minutiae that the couple would just like fight yeah. over and yeah. that included whether or not to buy a real christmas tree or a plastic one i mean that's um, a real fight in our household I mean, it's a real fight in a lot of households, but but I'm not going to chop this a is the type of thing. It. But also, that you're not going to mention that like in court. This was things that like they were fighting over. That's hilarious. Yes, like so. Literally, I wrote down here. It was a quote from like a source that I had, and I, I did not write down the source because, of course, not. Why would you do that, Caitlin? That's just that would be smart. Um, riveting in their banality, and I was like, <laughs> absolutely, that is it. Um, and then outside- this was like the most intense uh, reality TV anyone had ever seen yes, before. Absolutely, this was their like this was like the first taste we had of reality TV. Kardashian who like this was uh, so outside the courthouse. Vendors were selling sodas, hot dogs, penis shaped chocolates. Oh my and, god! Oh oh, it gets better. And T shirts that read "Love Hurts." How do I get one of those? I don't know. Anybody knows how? Please let us know. And shortly after the incident, episodes of, quote, Bobbit Mania, oh as it God. was called by the police, or copycat crimes were reported. <gasps> yeah. Other people were chopping weens? Other people started chopping weens. Lorena became like the Joan of Arc of chopped weens. I guess. Good for her. It, it, honestly, like, you know what? That's her American dream. It is. Um, so John was acquitted on charge all charges of assault against Lorena in 1993. And on November 11th, 1993, a jury of nine women and three, or not and, um, but a jury of nine women and three men found John not guilty of marital sexual assault. Um, and then two months later, on January 21st, 1994, a jury of seven women and five men found Lorena not guilty of malicious wounding due to temporary insanity. Mm. Um, both offenses carry a maximum sentence of 20 years if charged. Oh. Yeah, so they, right were, they were running on some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, and the acquittals were largely based on expert testimonies that stated that Lorena's husband's abuse had caused her to suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder or temporary insanity at okay. the time of the crime. And so Lorena was ordered to spend 45 days in a psychiatric hospital. It's a small price to pay for cutting off your husband's wean. Yes. Um, but see, and now this is what made me wonder whether or not like it not even because i personally do not think i think that everybody was right and that lorena bobbitt was a victim however almost immediately after the trial was over lorena expressed the hope that marissa tomei would play her in a movie mm. like not anything like just yeah i hope i hope marissa tomei plays in a movie Yes, she's got her American dream. Yeah. Um, and once John's trial wrapped up, he embarked on a 40-city tour in which he participated in, quote, Stump the Bobbit, which <gasps> is, that is, tried to guess punchlines to jokes about his mutilation. 
Um, he went on radio shows. He autographed steak knives. Oh my he God. appeared as a judge on Howard Stern's New Year's Eve pageant. Yeah, um, so he's, he did fine. Yes. Howard Stern paid for him to have penile reconstructive surgery. Of course he did. Like, that, he offered it to sounds... him on the air, and John was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And um, uh, but one thing that I wrote down, fellow judges for Tower- for Howard Stern's New Year's Eve project pageant were Mark Hamill, Ooh. Tiny Tim, who people know he tiptoed through the tulips on, I think that was what, Johnny Carson? Um, y- yeah. But then also, Daniel Carver, the Grand Dragon of the Georgia KKK. So this is the cast of characters that John Bobbitt is just all rubbing star. elbows with. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that that all that being said, uh, after her 45 day psychiatric evaluation, Lorena was released from the hospital and she said, quote, I had no money, no job. I could go back to Venezuela and my parents, but I wanted my parents to come here for a better life. I had nothing, but I still have my American dream. Um, Hmm. John and Lorena officially divorced in 1995, and in December 1997, Lorena was charged with assaulting her mother, Elvia Gallo, who, along with her dad and her sister, moved in with, moved to the, uh, I cannot fucking speak. (laughs) They moved to the U.S. all together, and they moved in with Lorena after her divorce. Um, And a neighbor testified that Lorena jumped on Elvia's head with her fists. But in court, Elvia claimed through a translator that her facial injuries were caused by, quote, a pimple, a big one. Wow. That's not even a good lie. Yeah. So, but the judge said upon issuing the not guilty verdict, if you asked me if I think Lorena is guilty, I'd say yes. I have reasonable doubt. I, I have reasonable doubt. So I'll find her not guilty. Hmm. So she was found not guilty. But, um, I don't know. I don't, I know pimples can wreak havoc. I don't know if they can wreak, like, yeah, looks like your daughter beat the shit out of you havoc. But okay. Um, and in the years following the Bobbitt's trial, Lorena was met with many offers, including rights to a movie deal on her life and a Playboy spread. But she oh, ultimately God. refused them. The movie deal she initially went, like, said yes to. Uh-huh. But it fell through, and she later said that that was probably for the best. Yeah. Um. She re-enrolled in community college, where she met her partner of the past 20 years, or more than 20 years, but um, David Bellinger. And mm-hmm. in 2005, she gave birth to a daughter, Olivia. And in 2007, she started a foundation dedicated to the prevention of domestic violence. Um, she said, the media was focusing only on the penis, the sensationalistic, the scandalous, but I wanted to shine the light on this issue of spousal abuse, when I went to Knoxville to speak at a symposium for Lincoln Memorial University's Law Review, the president of the law school introduced me as a celebrity. I said, mm. thank you, but let me correct you. I am not a celebrity. I am an advocate. Um, yeah. So, yes. So now, in addition to running the foundation, she works as an administrative assistant and a manicurist in Virginia. Wow. But here's where the circus starts. <laughs> Meanwhile... For John, I think I know chan- what you're getting at. Oh, I'm positive you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> um, there, there. The only reason when I first read this, I quite literally was like, I remembered it, but I was like, I definitely blocked this out, and that's why it's coming to me almost like entirely new information. Yeah. 
Um, so John had a chance encounter with adult film actor and director Ron Jeremy. Um, look him like up. He do. looks like Danny DeVito's penguin. Took a little dip into the spray tan. Yep. Um, they met at the Playboy Mansion, and it led to the production of the adult film John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. <sighs> Um, what a great well, title! It's, it's they're something. so smart. It's, they're so smart over there. Well, just wait, just wait, because if you like that one, just wait. Um, quote: A porno seemed like the best way to show my penis worked," said John. Only it wasn't all the way healed yet. I realize that now. I realize now that that was the point. Hmm. Um. Okay. So, Uncut was released in the fall of 1994, and according to Jeremy, is the the highest grossing adult film to date. Yeah, because everyone just wanted to see it. Yes, and he said, John Wayne Bobbitt said so himself, it wasn't done healing yet, so of course he wanted, everybody wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, Don't you want to see what a recently reattached penis looks like? No. Well, I I shouldn't ask you because you saw it, yeah. No. I saw it, I saw it when it was still not Detached. connected, and I didn't like it. So I don't think I'd want to see it uh, together. Right. Well, and also it wasn't just healing from that because remember, also Ron Howard was like, "Let me pay for your surgery." Um, not Ron Howard. That is no, false. not Ron- Howard <laughs> Stern. Oh no! I'm so sorry, Ron Howard. I love your work, and you would never do something like that. I'm you so. You would never oh offer a man Ooh. penis reconstruction surgery. Oh my god! It wasn't like penis reconstruction surgery either. It was like enlargement. Um, we'll, Good. Get, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, so, according to Ron Jeremy, it's the highest-grossing adult film to date. And what's more, John almost missed the premiere because he was convicted of a misdemeanor domestic battery charge against his girlfriend, Christina Elliott, a dancer at the Olympic Garden Topless Cabaret, and was sentenced to 60 days in jail. So he has proven after this whole trial that he is still a piece of garbage, and she has proven that she will do anything to get her American dream. So I still don't know whose fault it is. See, like... That's the thing, but the once we get to the end of this, or once I got to the end of my research, I felt that it was strong. I felt more strongly that John was more to blame. Okay, but we'll we'll get there. Um. So then, in 1996, John and Jeremy produced a follow-up movie titled Franken Penis. Oh my god! Because of John accepting Howard Stern's offer to play to pay for the male enhancement surgery after the trial. Uh-huh. Um, and while it didn't do as well as its predecessor, I, I'm very proud of this joke. Please laugh. Okay. It wasn't a flop. <laughs> like floppy wiener. Oh, like floppy wiener hanging out in the grass across a 7-Eleven. Oh, um, <laughs> too far, too soon. Um, so John was then hired as a greeter at the infamous Moonlight Bunny Ranch in Nevada, but was fired after running off with two of the bunnies. Although oh he God. claims he returned soon after and was not fired. Piece of garbage. It gets better. In 1999, John, plead, John pled guilty to a felony charge of attempted grand larceny related to the theft of $140,000 worth of clothes from a store in Fallon, Nevada. Um, $140,000 worth of clothes? Yep. And... Come on, dude. 
Like any innocent shoplifter, John claims he was unaware the clothing hadn't been paid for. What? Yeah. It's not like it's one shirt, dude. Yeah, and it's not like he can say he was preparing for a role a la Winona. Yeah. Um, so he was sentenced to five years probation. Again, still, like, no jail time. Don't understand, yeah. but okay. Um, and four months later, he was found guilty of harassing his ex-girlfriend, adult film actress Desiree A. Luce. After a second marriage to writer Dottie Brewer, which was annulled after 13 days and resulted in Brewer publishing a tell-all book titled This Week I Married John Wayne Bobbitt. <laughs> this he went week. on Yes, this week. Um, he went on to appear on WWE Monday Night Raw and was supposed to appear on Celebrity Boxing 2, but he was unable to make it after being charged with battering his third wife, fitness model Joanna Farrell, to whom he later got divorced. Who are all these bitches? I don't know how he's getting all these bitches. It's got to like, be that Franken-penis, though. You've heard you've, the allegations. You've heard you've the stories. You've probably seen his dismembered penis. That's true. I saw it. And I, I was wasn't even say, looking Haley for it. Haley has seen it. So, Haley, having seen, having seen his dismembered penis, does that, like, change your feelings at all? Would you marry John Wayne Bobbitt? I, ha- I could pick his wiener out of a lineup. I couldn't pick <laughs> his face out of a lineup. <laughs> I don't know what the guy's face looks like because I'm telling you, I've seen Lorena Bobbitt's face and I've seen the dismembered penis. Those are the two things that I've seen from this case recently. I mean, well, he also doesn't need to have a good face for the line of work he has chosen. So no, apparently he doesn't even have to have a good penis <laughs> or a working one. Um, no, because no. he he needed to prove that it worked. Um, so then, yeah. So fast forward in 2014. A car ran a red light and John hit the car, causing him to break his neck. And in 2016, he scheduled an appointment with the doctor who reattached his penis and asked him to reduce it, saying, quote, I should have just left it alone. John is now single, living in Las Vegas, and he's also living, he's not doing like any shoplifting or bunny ranches or adult films. He's just living off the money from the car accident he was in. Wow. Yes. Um, so now to get into the pop culture side of things, or fur- further into the pop culture side of things, because I suppose porn could be considered pop culture. Yeah, um, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, I would say it's the most pop of culture. <laughs> pop goes the culture. Um, sure. Yeah, that was, yeah. Like, <laughs> Elliot, cut that out, please. Um, that did not land, unlike John's penis, in a field. Um <laughs> Elliot, maybe keep that in. See, um. I, I don't see. Here's the other thing: I'm not victim blaming in any sort. Yes, he is a victim because like he had something terrible happen to him. But also, he's living. He obviously was making the most of the situation. So I really don't but feel also, bad about making all the jokes. He beat two like partners. He harassed to the point where he got yeah. charged another yeah, he's partner a piece of shit. all right like all right. I, I like take, that's I take why that I, whole disclaimer out yeah <laughs> elliot take that out um yeah he's like piece of I, shit. Just, I don't care about making fun of his I, wiener i don't care about making fun of his wiener but i also i kind of feel like between that and the fact that so many years later lorena bobbitt like didn't really do what she initially said she was going to do like make all the movies and stuff and instead and like she could have gone the john wayne bobbitt route and instead she like made a like an entire foundation to try to spread awareness and everything yeah 
But she also beat her mom. So. She also beat her mom. She but shitty that too. Was, that was before. That was when, like, the movie deal, that was right after the trial. That was, like, two years after the trial. And mm-hmm. then after she beat her mom, that was when she had to come to Jesus and re-enrolled in college. Oh, all right. Yes. It was not, like, during that whole thing. So, like, yeah, she was probably not great. But I feel like she has improved more than John. And I also just, I don't know. I've got a gut feeling. Maybe it's because I'm a woman. I don't know. Um... I just feel like based on her track record and John's track record, I would be more likely now to believe that she was telling more truth than she was. All right. Or may may or may not have been rather. Yeah. But rather. um, So the name Lorena Bobbitt eventually became synonymous with peanut. peanut, I can't. I can't. I can't. um, With penis removal. Yep. With the terms bobbitized punishment and bobbit Ooh. procedure gaining social recognition. Um, also, uh, uh, this is a little like fun pop culture snippet for our little Animal Planet friends. Oh no. The bobbit worm, which attacks its prey with scissor like jaws, is named after the case. Is it really? It truly is. That's incredible. Like, yeah, you could name a star after the person you care about, or you could you do something awful and get named after a worm. Like, come on. It's, it's, come on. There's, I love it. Why wouldn't you? Um, but so, yeah, so then multiple allusions have been made to the event. Like I mentioned before, lots of comedians worked it into their acts around that time um, because it was so sensationalized. Um, and there've also it's also been featured on episodes of 2020, Family Guy, Law and Order SVU. Um, there's even a reference in the movie Fight Club. It's a 1989 Oscar nominated cult classic. Uh-huh. Like for those who don't know, but I feel like everybody does. But I felt the need to throw it in there. <laughs> but it's it, it's even mentioned in Fight Club. Um, Damn. But, but as you as Haley alluded to right now, the most famous part is the or the most famous piece of pop culture to uh-huh. hit us is the four-part docuseries Lorena, which premiered earlier this month at Sundance and is now available on Amazon Prime. And do you know who executive produced this docuseries? Um, no. You're gonna die when you find Am out. I? You You are. Who? Take a wild guess. I don't even know where to begin. All right. It was produced by Jordan Peele. I love that. He is one of the executive producers. I love that so much. Is that not, like, the greatest damn thing that you have ever heard? So not only is he doing Get Out, but he's also doing Lorena, the Lorena Bobbitt docuseries. Wait, real quick sidebar that has nothing to do with this, but I saw it the other day and I'm really excited for it. I heard that the Lonely Island and Seth Rogen are going to be making a fire Festival movie. They are making a fire Festival movie and I'm convinced it's because I was on the WB lot talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago saying I wanted to create a Firefest movie and I wanted it to be like the Seth Rogen lampoon of Tommy Wiseau and the making of the room, except with Firefest. Mm-hmm. And then maybe two weeks 
went by, and suddenly Seth Rogen is making a Firefest movie. I think it's la- been. Go ahead. I think it's been going on for a while though, because I saw like old tweets that they were talking about like. You know what? I've been talking about this, this for a while. That was just the first time that I spoke about it on a production site, and let All me right. tell you. All right. I just, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like, you know, maybe, perhaps, probably it was stolen, but that's okay. I'm not going to sue. Um, that's right. We'll, we'll it, definitely talk about Firefest at some point because it's not like true crime in the way that you think about true crime. Like I mean, murder it's a crime. And mayhem. It's, it's a mayhem. Crime. It's mayhem. It's not murder, but uh, I am obsessed with it. So we will be talking about it, but sidebar done talk about the wieners that was it just you can watch <laughs> it. it people love just... people love the wieners people love or from what i've been hearing and seeing i'm planning on watching it um, yeah i have to watch it yeah i'm planning on watching it probably tomorrow because svu's getting old but um don't you or, dare say that well because i've been watching it hours a day every day for the past like what months like all right yeah like quite a while probably since like december um and it is now february so but um yeah it's it's so far lots of the public is quite a fan of the docuseries and i mean with jordan peele why not and i actually know a girl who went to sundance and she saw it like she she saw the docuseries but she also went to like a panel with lorena bobbitt and everybody and Ooh. she said, yeah, she said that, like, it looked like that it was really good and that every, like, that she just, she really liked hearing from everybody and she thought it was great. Um, but for those who are wondering about the more technical side of things, it's got an 83% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it the critic consensus is fascinating and frustrating. Lorena's ample footage and perspective on a long mocked moment provide welcome context and vindication to the woman at its center, even if its reenactments don't quite measure up. Oh God, the reenactments! I can only. I imagine. am ready. I wanted to see this already, but once I read reenactments, I was like, "I'm in." Yeah, here we go. Now I gotta watch. Yep. But yeah, that's our girl, Lorena Bobbitt. That is nuts. I love it. Crusader of the Weens. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Very interesting. Super fucked. I love it. I'm 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 intrigued. Yeah. I mean everyone made out fine in the end. Yeah. His penis was reattached. He did some porn and then it was pumped up and then it was reduced and then it was smushed it again went through in a, car a lot accident yeah that penis has seen some shit i would like i would like the penis to create its own documentary just to let us know yeah i hope it lives out its days just through my eye john wayne <laughs> bobbitt's penis Ooh, i hate that so much <laughs> and i need to end it there i love so myself. go to the website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com wish me a happy flight home yes that everything goes smoothly yes and while you're there maybe i don't know check out our patreon send us an email crimeculturepodcast at gmail no crimeculturepod at gmail.com crimeculturepod at gmail.com and our our patreon is linked on the website it is and so it's all over social media so hit us up over there yeah 
And yeah. And that's it. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. We will see you next week. We got something that has been highly requested yes. and highly talked about. Um, yes. And you will definitely not want to miss it. So We're ready. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye!